the next episode of the Taking Flight podcast. This is Megan Howley, and I am super excited, as always, to be here with you all. Today, however, you don't have to just listen to me. We have a beautiful, beautiful guest joining me, and I cannot wait to dive into this conversation and for you to get to know her because oh, she's got lots to give and so much amazingness in her life. And so without further ado, Barb, welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. I am so excited to be here, Megan. I love what you're doing on your podcast. And um, I just feel so honored to be here with you. Oh, well, thank you. I, oh my gosh, you were like a clear, like, I need her on here. We're going to have such a great conversation. Um, and before we dive into our conversation, I would love to give you a chance to just say hello, give a little bit about who you are and what makes you tick. I never feel like I could do my guests justice. So I would love for them to be able to just kind of give a little bit of ooey goodness in there. So, um, Barb, who are you? What are you all about? All right. Well, um, yes, my name is Barb and I, um, have spent the majority of my life saying I am a social worker. So I, uh, went to school and it took me a while to figure out my exact path, but I decided that, um, I always knew that I wanted to help people. That was mm-hmm. something that was ingrained in me just a really young age. And so um, after just kind of, you know, we do the thing in college where you try a little of this, a little of that, I found social work and really found my fit there. So um, I pursued a degree, a master's degree in social work and have spent the majority of my adult life working in that field um, as a licensed clinical social worker. Um, until like eight years ago. And then things started to change for me, um, sort of out of desperation. And I just found myself in a space where um, I had been laid off, I had been let go, just things in my career weren't going the way that I had planned. And um, uh, so a new opportunity opened up for me and I jumped on board. And then after the ever since then it's been harder and harder to introduce myself because <laughs> now i have a bunch of roles and i have a bunch of things that i do and i'm no longer just a social worker but that is still the core of who i am and certainly a big part of my value system and how i run my life i love that i love hearing that and that is why the topic that we're going to dive in today is so perfect for you to be on because mm. you guys we're going to dive into the idea of transitions and change and how we work through those types of obstacles because for better or for worse sometimes they can feel hard and sometimes they can feel exciting most of the time i don't know about you barb but <laughs> for me most of the time transition and change is a little bit of both and so your background and kind of the shifts and changes that you have made is makes you the perfect person to dive into this conversation with. So, oh, I cannot wait. It's going to be so good. So tell me a little bit. So as you mentioned, you are, you have been a social worker. That's kind of been the core of who you are, probably what you really just resonated with for so long. As you started finding the need to shift, what do you feel like was kind of the catalyst, I guess. What was it that made you start feeling that you needed something different or kind of a new way of doing your everyday life? Yeah. So I, you know, as I think back on it, gosh, so much has changed since then, but um, I think that this is, this is kind of the running theme whenever you're in a position where Um, you're, you're faced with making a change or having some sort of transition, doing something different in your life. Hmm. And, um, you know, at that time, like my confidence was just shot. So like I mentioned, I had been laid off from a job that I absolutely loved. Hmm. And then I was let go from a job that I didn't even like, but it was still my identity, right? We find our identity um, in our as adults, we find our identity in our job, let's face it. And, and so I just started to really question, is this even what I want to do anymore? And just feeling like, I don't know if I'm good at this. I had been in a management role. And I knew I was good at helping people. But 
then I started to question, am I good at leading? Like at, mm. at actually being a leader um, and, and a manager. And so really my confidence was shot and um, it, it, you know, people puts, God puts people in your life at the right time. Right. And so I had some amazing friends in the social work field um, in my life at that time. And they just really came around me and gave me opportunities, which was amazing because then I was able to pay my mortgage. Right. Yeah. Um, and so that helped with my confidence, but I still was left feeling like I can't do this. I can't just be living with barely, even when I was working full-time, barely making enough to make ends meet mm. and not really feeling fulfilled and knowing that's the thing about the social work field is burnout is looming. It's mm. just looming all the time. And knowing that at some point I'm going to be burned out because this sucks the life out of you. Yeah. And so, yeah, just, just having that moment of just like, gosh, there's gotta be something else. Like I can, I know I can do more, right? Haven't we all had those feelings and those thoughts? And I did, and I had no idea. So you mentioned just about, you know, that change can be exciting and scary all at the same time. Well, let me tell you, I, I believe that now, but I was living my life so um, safely that I, I had convinced myself that contentment was happiness, that mm -hmm. just finding contentment, like just making my situation okay, somehow, even if it was, even if it was crappy, making it okay, that that was happiness. And so I was living so small in that way. Um, and wow. so afraid to dream, I, I dreaming, setting goals, avoided it like the plague it was um, it was nothing that I was interested in and so but yet I had that feeling right I had that feeling of there's got to be more and I know I can do more but I I just had no idea how I would come upon that yeah well I think you bring up a good point because I think everybody can resonate with the idea of feeling burnt out in some way shape or form right maybe it's not full-on like exhaustion, burnout, I need to like completely do something different, or maybe it is, or maybe it's just like, there's little things that aren't feeling right. So we've got to figure out what it looks like. But on the same idea of contentment, right, the flip side of it is, I think we live in a world where it's so much easier to stay in contentment, because it's like, well, it might suck and it might not feel the best. And I might be, you know, like looking like a zombie because I'm not resting well and I'm burning the candle at both ends or I'm doing so many things or multiple jobs to keep up on life. Mm -hmm. But you know what that feels like. It's safe there. So even though it's crappy, it's like, you're like, but I still know what it feels like. And I don't know what the other thing looks like, feels like. It seems like it might be better, but... Like the in-between of getting there does not necessarily make me feel good about what it's going to look like. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, you know, that has come up, right. That comes up every time that you try to do more, be more, set your sights on something bigger. Every time that comes up where you're like, ah, okay, I wasn't, I, I wasn't really liking where I was at, but boy, I sure did know what that felt like. And that seems comfortable. Like that seems easier. So yeah, yeah it definitely, um, I, but, but uh, to be honest, I wasn't even to the point of really even being able to start to dream of something different for myself. Um, and, and then an opportunity was presented to me and really it was an opportunity that I was like, well, gosh, so I, I didn't mention that I was single. Uh, so I've never been married. I had never been married. And um, so here I am, you know, let go from my full-time job where I was barely making enough to make ends meet anyway. And I have no backup. I have nothing. I have no retirement plan. I have no husband who can pick up the slack while I find something else. And so it was a really scary time for me. Um, 
and then this opportunity came and the opportunity really just opened my eyes to, Hey, if nothing else, maybe I could just have a little bit of money for retirement someday, you know, that kind of thing. And so I, I took that opportunity and that's when things really started to change for me because the opportunity was with a direct sales company. And, and if you know anything, so there's a lot of bad stigma about multi-level marketing and direct sales companies, network marketing, however you want to refer to it, a lot of bad stigma about it, all of which I believed before I joined. Yeah. I remember you Um, telling me the story about how you kind of got like into it that you, at the beginning, you were like, yeah, just, yep, not, not in it, right? not doing this, just. (laughs) Yeah. I I mean, I literally just went to this meeting for this brand new company to support my friend who, who said to me, I know this is nothing you would touch with a 10 foot pole. Can you just come and fill a seat for me? Like that's how far away I was (laughs) from anything like that. Um, But then I was there and I, I just started to listen and open myself up to the possibility of having a backup plan was really it. Like if this could just even give me a little bit of extra money or some savings, that would be awesome. So I joined, well, I had no idea. I had no idea because the other part of, of the, the stigma or the truth about those companies is the community and the Mm -hmm. support and the growth that you get from it. And so I joined ignorantly having no clue (laughs) what it was going to do for me personally. And what ended up happening is the, the whole motto of the company, they're all about dreaming big. So here I am like, yay, dream bigger. And, and I'm like, I hate dreaming like inside, <laughs> like the inside voice is like, well, hell no, I'm not going to dream. Dreaming's dangerous, you know? Yeah. And so of course, as the more I'm exposed and the more I'm trained and supported, then I'm really starting to realize like, wait a minute, I, maybe I can dream and maybe there is more mm-hmm. here for me. Right. And so that really started this avalanche of transition and change for me. Um, uh, of how things kind of have evolved to where I'm at now. I love that because it's like, I feel many times it's the unexpected. And if we keep our eyes open just enough, like just enough, like yours were like, you know, bedroom eyes, you were basically asleep, <laughs> they were, but they were slits. <laughs> <laughs> like little slivers, but they were open enough for you to go, well, I'm going to go support a friend. And isn't it funny that even if we won't do something for ourselves, we'll do it for others. And it turned into where you are now and all the things that have come along with it. And I think that's so cool for us to remember as humans, when we start to get stuck and feel like, oh, there's nothing better on the other side and whatever that just like having that uh, just enough of a notion to say, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to just see what this is, or I'm going to go help this person out or, well, whatever, I guess I'll go to this, you know, event or this bar or whatever, whatever it is like those little, I mean, sometimes it's the most mundane or little things that just push us in the the direction of the, the, the current moving down the um, stream. So I love that. I love it. Yeah. And, and just kind of taking off of that, Megan, you're so right. Um, that what and I'm I'm not very good at quoting people, but I know that there's this Steve Jobs quote about this that the whole thing about you can't connect the dots looking forward, you can only connect them looking back. And and I can see those connections now, certainly, right? But I think that the lesson there for everybody is that when you find yourself in a situation or with like where you're talking about your eyes, you have to be just a little bit open, right? Where there's something or someone who's put into your path, you have to realize that you can't see why right now, but if you, in the future, when you look back, it'll all be clear, right? And, and that's exactly it. And so always be willing to take those opportunities because you just never know. They're there for a reason. They are there for a reason. 
and and you don't know what path where the path is taking you but just walk it you don't have to run the path just walk it take a step right yeah. and and then see where that step brings you in the next and the next and the next yeah totally yeah because I think the other the other side of change and change and transition is that people think it's like an all or nothing, right? Like this better be the best thing I've ever done, or else I'm wasting my time. But the magic is kind of in the middle a lot of times. Like the lessons that you pick up, and whether something pans out to be super uber successful, or you did it for a little bit, or you shifted or moved into a different place, space arena, career, whatever. Um, and it didn't work out. There's so many things that just kind of like perpetuate you going in the right direction, right? Like chugging along the train and you're like, wow. And like you said, with the connecting the dots backwards, you're like, well, this, this, and this didn't work out. But if I wouldn't have started the first of this, <laughs> I wouldn't have got to where I am now. Um, and I'm a huge proponent of saying like, you can't get to it unless you go through it. It's like, you can't, you literally can't. And so if you're feeling so overwhelmed or burdened or tired or whatever, add in any adjective that doesn't feel good in any part of your life, like there's the other side, it's there for you. It's there for all of us. And you're proof in that, right? I'm saying like, you were barely making ends meet. You had no backups. You were just like, and this little glimmer of something came along and here you are how, like how many years later and things have unfolded and things have changed and you're in a different spot. You probably never would have thought, right? Like never, never, never in a million years would I have guessed. Right. And, and so I just had to be open to that one opportunity. Um, yeah. And so true. So true that, that um, we just have to, kind of follow the path and it'll all become clear. Oh, and the other thing, yeah, you were saying about um, it may not work out, like we don't know. And I'm all about for two things. First of all, failing forward, obviously, right? We always need to think about a failure is just an opportunity to learn. But more importantly than that, and this is something I've really been trying to exercise in my own life right now, is no matter what happens, to see the good in it. And, and so like recognize that the struggle, the trial, it's there for a reason and there's good in it. Right. So yeah. the good may come later. It may not be good right now. It's not like you're going to, it's not like I'm trying to like tell myself like, well, yeah, today's the greatest day, even though like I lost my dog or, you know, whatever it, it's, it's, so it's not like this false mindset shift. It's like trusting, having faith that all things work to good if you allow them to, they all do. And so find that good, find trust in the good, right? I so yeah, that. yeah. The good. And I do love that because I do think that some people will get wrapped up in, well, if you're just, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, you might be able to see the positive, but I can't type of a thing. So it's like getting over that idea of like, it's not really, that's not, you're not sitting in like toxic positivity, right? Of like, I'm forgetting that nothing else exists, but no, but you're just finding the little slivers where you can to keep propelling you in the right direction. Yeah, yeah. It's it's really about just adopting the belief and then also knowing that, um, you know, the laws of the universe are such that there has to be good where there's bad, Right. There has to be, there has to be wholeness where there's brokenness. The other side always exists just as equally. And so a big part of it is perception. And, and while you're aware of that things, this is a trial and things are hard, if your perception is just naturally going toward looking for the good, then it is going to help you not get so stuck in that trial but to be working through it so that you're getting to the other side of it quicker. Right. Yeah. yeah. I love that. And what are you on that note really quick? Because I think this is something that a lot of people struggle with. If there's somebody out there listening and they struggle with being the person who more naturally sees some, you know, some of the good that can come out of the bad from your past experiences and, and work and, and things like that, are there anything that people can do to help them kind of 
like stop it in their tracks when they're seeing themselves go down such a spiral that they can kind of say, Hey, like this is, this might shift them a little bit to be able to see that side a little bit, maybe quicker, or I don't want to say easier, but in a, in a more natural way. Yeah. So like if, so if somebody is finding themselves in a trial and they're really stuck in only seeing the negative part of it. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so this is, this is my favorite way to do it. Your brain does not have the ability. It, it literally cannot be hateful and grateful at the same time. Your brain can't do it. And so if you're caught up in that negative spiral or you're stuck in only seeing the trial in all of this, then just force in some gratitude. Find something, something to be grateful for. And when you find that one thing, find the next thing. And so I always recommend that people like, really my favorite thing, I love to go for a walk. Um, walks are my thing. Love it. And so I'm like, go on a gratitude walk, get out, go outside. I don't care what the weather is. I really don't even care what time of night is unless you don't live somewhere safe, but just go outside and take a walk. And on that walk, decide that you're going to look for something that you're going to see repeatedly. And every, every time you see that thing, let it be a white mailbox or let it be a flag or something that you're going to see on your walk. Every time you see it, you have to think of something you're grateful for. Mm. And, and so, you know, that can just do two things. It just helps ground you. It gets you out of your head and those spiral of thoughts. Um, it's the natural rhythm of walking, which is, it is um, so grounding for us just on a physiological level. But, but then it also, it also just floods your brain with the gratitude to get you out of that spiral. And so it's a great thing to do. Um, it can be challenging because sometimes it's really hard to be, find something that you're grateful for, but I'm like, I don't care. Be grateful that you have shoes on your feet as you're taking your walk. Like yeah. it doesn't matter what you're grateful for. Just yeah. find something. It doesn't have to be the big things. It can be even the little things, right? Yeah. Well, I actually, I personally, from, from my standpoint, like um, my husband and I, we, and I actually talked about this on the episode he was with me on is when we, um, we are wrapping up our day or even on walks, like we will do our grateful list. And we tend to try to kind of remind each other to not say we're grateful for each other. And we're grateful for our family because of course we are hundred percent. And yes, those are the things that, that are days when that is exactly what we're feeling really grateful for. But we remind each other to be like, find the like more nitty gritty things. Like, I'm so glad that, you know, whatever. It could be like that the microwave got fixed the other day because I was in a rush and I didn't have lunch. And that was the thing that saved me from being hangry. You know, like, because when you start looking more granular like that, like you're saying, it, it might take a little bit to get there, but it does shift it. Right. And I think and when you're in a hard space or you're wanting change, but resistant to change, then shifting out into a different outlook on what is really actually around you, even in the worst of times or days or seasons of your life, there's always something, something small, you know? Um, yeah. So I love that. I love the idea of finding something that's like, your like your, your point of remembrance of that, like a flag, uh, I know a certain house, uh, mm -hmm. whatever to give you that. And be like, that's my reminder, like, got to get into that mindset. It becomes a little bit more habitual then, which then makes yeah. it like, like you said, a little bit more at ease to bring into your, your thoughts. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And so then if there's a lot of flags on your walk, awesome. If there's a white mailbox, every other house, perfect, because you want to think of something you're grateful for that often on that walk right? So you're just flooding your brains. So yeah, that's really one of my favorite ways to get out of the funk of um, a trial yeah. is to do gratitude. Yeah. And for anybody listening, who's like, I've heard this a million times over, like, remember though, the actual magic of it is the implementation of it. Right. Because I've been there where I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. Like I've done like semi grateful practices, but it's like just kind of 
wishy-washy with within you know whenever it pops up but when you make it a part of a of your everyday thing those those harder times tend to feel not so 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 heavy and um transitions in general right because yeah again we go back to that I mean if we really I think would would you agree that like if we all took a look at even like the last year of our life mm. we've all had some sort of transition even if it's minute the tiniest of things maybe it's that you just shifted like your one bedroom used to be an office and now it's a workout room like that's still a transition right I mean don't you think like sometimes we get caught up in that transitions are these big, huge things. And if we, maybe we came kind of tying in the grateful and the transition side of things. If we saw some of these littler things as like forward moving for all of our, ourselves, it might help us to navigate that differently. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it kind of goes along with the only, the only constant in life is change, right? And so we are, if you start to recognize that you're always transitioning, you're always changing, and you can do that um, half asleep, or you can do that intentionally, mm, right? I and so that. the more that we embrace the fact that we're always growing, we're always transitioning, we're always changing, and if we're embracing that and we're intentional about it, then looking back is going to blow your mind about how far you've come. Yeah. Right. And so, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's it, life is all about that. And, and boy, I was one to hide my head in the sand and not want to face that fact for the longest time. Yeah. Um, it, but, but now that I've kind of opened myself up to allowing myself to dream embracing change, embracing transition, understanding it. Cause I think that's the other piece too, Megan, is that, okay, like you said, like we, we're not, you know, we're not shaking the earth here. Like this is nothing all that new. These are things that everybody has heard before we've learned in one facet or another, but, but really um, beginning to practice it and study it that's what's made a change for me. That's made mm -hmm. a difference for me. And, and when, um, so let, let me talk, kind of uh, give a more personal example on this, if I could, yeah. that, um, so recently, very recently, um, just two years ago, I got married for the very first time at the age of 50. And I had been not only never married, but I had also thrown the towel in on dating. So I was like super single for a really long time. Like the online dating thing I was done. Um, that's a whole nother podcast we can do. <laughs> <laughs> online dating experiences. But um, yeah, I just had kind of thrown my towel in and I was like, you know what? I just, if it happens, it happens, whatever is where I was at. Um, and so prior to getting married, I had lived alone, mm. like without even a roommate for 27 years, which I, for many people you are like, Oh my gosh, I loved it. Right. I, I loved living alone. I, I could have had a roommate. Certainly I had space for it. I had a house and um, I certainly could have had someone move in and alleviate some of my pressure about making enough money to pay yeah. the mortgage. But I liked living alone for 27 years. So more than half of my life, I have lived alone. And then I meet my now husband and um, we don't move in together before we got married. We both had houses. It was in the middle of the pandemic. It, there was just a lot. and And also that I wasn't, I, that's not the path that I wanted to go where we lived together first. So, um, so yeah. So now all of a sudden for the very first time in my life, I'm married and I'm, I'm transitioning into living with someone. So mm -hmm. I'm moving out of my home that I bought for myself over 15 years ago and having to move it into a new home with another person who's a man. <laughs> a lot of a lot of transition there so I had that big transition happen and then more recently um in my studies and and working to grow and kind of propel myself forward in my career 
um, I, it was faced with another opportunity, not even faced, but another opportunity came to me. And um, I said yes to this opportunity because I know, like I just talked about practice what you pe preach, that when something is brought to you, just, just do it and trust the process, right? So I say yes. And so I am currently transitioning from being a therapist to coaching and bringing in um, all of my experience as a therapist to being a mindset coach, a life coach. And so that big transition happening. And, and so not only that, but I'm going from, you know, working in a private practice where I have all of my own freedom and stuff, but I didn't own the practice. So I'm not worried about paying the bills there necessarily. And then having a whole online business that's very successful and, and, but doesn't require a ton from me commitment wise or monetarily, right. To this opportunity being a brick and mortar opportunity. And so now moving into, um, developing a coaching practice from the ground up, but also, having rent to pay and, and having a space for that. And so boy, oh boy, you talk about, <laughs> you talk about being faced with metal rubber hits the road here, right. Yeah. Of put to use the things that I've been learning um, because as I've been, as I've been working toward this transition just like any time we try to take on something new in life, you better believe every obstacle is going to get thrown in your path, right? Mm -hmm. And a lot of those obstacles are self-created. We, it, it is our own thinking. It is our subconscious that wants to bring us back to that comfort zone, <laughs> even though we weren't that happy in the comfort zone, right? Wants to bring us back there. And I have hit that on um, in a number of ways on a number of occasions during this transition. Um, and, and the thing that has made the difference, just going back to what I was just talking about is understanding it. Mm. So I I'm the understanding of the process prepares me for the obstacle. Right. And if I didn't understand that that was going to happen, if I didn't know that obstacles were going to be there, and why they're there, then I wouldn't be able to persevere through the obstacle. Yeah. Because what's on the other side of it is where I want to be, right? That's right. it. Like, I want to get there. Um, but I have to know, we have to understand that everything inside of you is going to want to pull you back when you've yeah. got some great growth ahead of you. And I know you had to experience this even with this podcast as you were hmm. developing it. I know yeah. you did, um, that, that you ran up against like all of the things, the, <laughs> who do you think you are and why are you doing this? And this isn't necessary. And you already have a really successful business. And yeah. why do you feel like you have to put yourself out there and do this and write all of those things just in your own head, forget how many snafus you probably ran into like yeah. in the real world to right. try and get it going. Right. Yeah. And so just understanding that that is going to happen, why it happens, and knowing that you have to get to the other side of it, you have to be able to persevere through that and hold yeah. hold on to that ideal that you're working toward. Yeah. And that gets you through that transition. Right? I love that. Because when you were initially segued into that, you said faced right? Like you were faced with something because I think our human side, even though you, you are, you know, you're in the middle, right. Of this, of this particular transition. And even though you, you know, greatly that it's, it's the right thing. It's like that human thing kind of like bumps up and says like, Oh, we're facing something. It's something, you know, <laughs> yeah, this feels major. Yeah. This feels a lot, but then you kind of self corrected yourself and kind of said something that was a little bit more on, you know, a different uh, way of saying it in a more positive spin. And I thought that was very, I actually jotted it down because I'm like, that's so interesting that, you know, we always still like our instinct still tries to pursue, see things, right. 
from a lens of like, oh, that's a little scary over there. Oh, that, oh that's a thorn bush. Oh, watch out. You know, <laughs> when actually it's like this beautiful like flower of daisies and whatever. And you're like, yeah, but there might be something bad in there. Right. And so I love that little moment because it just it shows that, you know, the, the people who are willing, right, to kind of see, okay, like you said, I see, I see and I recognize that there are going to be obstacles and there's going to be little mountains and mohills and all the things, um, but I'm okay with that. And I know that I can kind of, you know, I'll navigate it as best possible. So that was really kind of a cool thing for me to see like live happen when you said that, because um, it just shows, it just goes to show that if you're sitting here listening to this and you're like, oh, like I am on, on the side that I don't want to be on of something I know can be better, that even when you're in the trenches and you see some of the other glimmers of, of hope and goodness, it's still just that human experience of feeling the most sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and um, yeah, for, for people who are sitting there and they're like, oh, I know that I'm on the wrong side of this, that there is more for me. Um, and you get this, you get an idea of, of something and it's kind of just hanging out in your conscious mind and, and you're like, oh yeah, I can see how that could potentially be something that I would be good at or that I would like to do or that maybe it would work. And, and, you know, obviously that can hang out there and you could think about it for years, for yeah. years yeah. and never really take, take, take flight on it. Oh, look at me. I worked in. <laughs> you never really take flight on she's it. Got jokes, she's got jokes, guys. She's got jokes. I like it. She'll be here all day. <laughs> all day. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, you could think about it for years, never really go anywhere with it. But as soon as you try to take steps to make it that reality, so where it goes from reasoning into actually starting to take action, you have to expect that there is going to be conflict. Because as soon as you take it from your conscious mind and just thinking about it and you start to put it into action and you start to um, to like actually make things happen, then your subconscious mind and your conscious mind are now going to be in conflict. Mm. And because your subconscious is saying, well, no, 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 this is who we are. We're the person who just only thinks about these things. We're not a person who takes action on these things. Yeah. Like, no, no, no. We 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 got to go back to what's what we know, what we're comfortable. And and so as you just keep trying to take action, then there's that conflict. But expecting that conflict, knowing and reassuring yourself, mm. reassuring it by and and thereby reassuring your subconscious that no, this is I I am worthy of this. You are worthy of more. You're worthy of every dream and thought and idea that crosses your mind. You're worthy of it. And so impress that upon yourself and, and then go break through that barrier that wants to just bounce you right back to that old comfort zone where yeah. those ideas are just in the conscious mind periodically floating by. Mm. Right? I love that. Like I just felt the passion within you and it kind of it like gave me goosebumps. And I just love that because I do, I truly, you know, I feel very strongly that people sell themselves short so much because every single person walking this planet, I don't care how crazy of a childhood or a current life or whatever, anything that's happened in your life, like you are worthy of more, whatever your more is, right? It is different for every single person. For one person, they, the thing that they don't feel worthy could be that they don't feel worthy for, you know, having a, a, a education that they've been so badly wanting or moving to another country because that's where they feel like they're called to, but they just don't feel like they can make the move. Or maybe it's just as simple as just being somebody who's just happy with where they're at point blank. Like, I don't deserve to feel happy. I'm always going to feel very heavy and hard and everything's going to like, it runs the gamut, but every single person is so worthy of that extra little thing. And one time somebody asked me, um, this was probably last winter. So going on almost a year ago, and we were talking about something that I had created. It was an event, a nonprofit event type of thing. And, um, somebody in my family had asked me, 
I don't get it. Like I have so many pipe dreams, but I never really do much about them. They just sound cool and they sound great. And I figure somebody else will do it someday or somebody will beat me to it. And I don't ever just get my butt up and do anything about it. What made you just get up and do this? And my answer was really that like, why not? Like, really, why not? Like I struggle like anybody else does with self-confidence and feeling like all in my head about things and not liking this or not wanting to do that. And, you know, being my own worst enemy, but it was like the core of it. If we all just remember that, like just standing up and being like, Hey, why shouldn't this idea come from me? If it's been living, like you said, just on repeat and the hamster wheel of your subconscious, your subconscious, then it must mean that maybe you're the, the vessel that it needs to come out of, right? Maybe you're the person who's going to change the dynamic in your family conversations to have a happier, cohesive, you know, relationship. Maybe you're the person that that new business idea comes from, like whatever it is, then it's like, we're not, nobody else out there doing the things that you admire have much different like working parts than you do. Like they've got a brain, they've got, a, like, they've got the same basis that you do. It's just that, yeah, they've had like different life experiences, maybe different life, you know, education moments and, and things like that. But at the core of it, it's just the human spirit is able to do so much if we allow ourselves to work through the scary and the hardships and the transition. So I love yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. And I love what you're talking about there. Like it, your answer was why not, right? Why not just give it a try? And, and I think that's so important because we like, I, I was going to try another quote, but I already said, I'm not good at quotes. So I'm not going <laughs> to try it, but, <laughs> but, but really your choices are stay where you're at. Okay. Granted, you know it, you, you feel comfortable there, but are you fulfilled? Are you happy or are you just content? Mm. Are you settling for the life that you have, right? Yeah. That's choice number one. Choice number two is you go for it. You take a chance. You allow yourself, like you don't set an expectation that it has to be perfect or that it's going to right. work or it's going to be by this date and this time. No, you just step into it and you say, you know what? This is better than that. This is better than staying where I've been and feeling the way that I've been feeling, right? And so it is just your choice of why not? Why not? You, um, oh, here's the other thing too that comes to mind about that is that you don't know how selfish you're being mm. by playing small and keeping yourself where you're at. Yes. When so many people, even if what you dream, what you desire to do, even if that has nothing to do with helping people or doing anything really seemingly for other people, you don't know who's going to be inspired. Just like mm. your relatives who asked you, Megan, about about how did you do this or what made you decide, right? Mm -hmm. You don't need know who's going to be as inspired, what lives are going to be affected. And, and those, those situations, those people are just waiting for you to make that move, to say yes, yes to yourself, right? Yeah. And so even if it's like, oh no, I'm fine. Like I'm fine just where I'm at and whatever. Maybe you are, but if you have that, little bit of a dream if you have that thought even recognize that it's being given to you because you're meant for more and that more also means something to the rest of the world <laughs> you just don't know and so it's selfish it's selfish <laughs> to stay there <laughs> I 100% agree like 100% agree on that because there are so many little shifts and changes that will happen within maybe it's your kids maybe it's the people that you work with in your business maybe it's your neighbor like it literally could be anybody that's just waiting for you to be the person that you're meant to be on the inside there and they're going yes oh my gosh I can't believe that they just did that I, I've been wanting to do that but I would never have done it until I 
saw it happening in front of me or whatever it is. And again, it could be so simple. It could be you just taking more walks to help you feel focused or healthier or whatever. But then all of a sudden somebody around you is like, gosh, she just seems happier. We're not even talking about like, you know, anything else, but that it could be that simple. So I just, I love that you brought that to life because I am huge on that. Like when I work with my clients and they're like, I can see that they're holding themselves back on something. And I'm like, well, what would you do it? Would you, would you just jump over that hurdle a little bit light, more lightly, if you knew that it would help this person or that person. And, you know, sometimes I'll pick somebody in their life that I, that I actually know of. And they're like, dang it. Like, you know, because then it's like you make it real and you realize because I know, for instance, you know, I I am not physically a a mother myself, but I see mothers doing anything in their power, right? As an example, anything in their power to make sure that their kids have what they feel good about and, you know, do what they want to do and things like that. But then they don't realize that just sometimes showing up by example could be the same exact thing. And in fact, could really propel them into things in their lives or even just mindsets, right? Because we get so much of our self-esteem from the, the people who are closest to us. And gosh, if you won't do it for yourself, think about the people around you that you're holding back and not serving in, in, in that way, right? Yes, yes, absolutely, absolutely. So good. Yes. Oh my gosh. I knew this conversation would be fire. So <laughs> just with like, just all the the things that you have moved through and done and just, oh my gosh, it's just been great. So Barb, what would you say, like, just to kind of put a bow and wrap up this conversation, if there was, it doesn't have to be one or two things, like whatever feels good to you. If there was just a, you know, something that you could say was kind of intrinsically kind of the, the forward movement, movement motion for you. What was it when you were seeing adversity, when you were seeing the obstacles just screaming in your face, like what was something that you kind of fell back on? Was there anything or any one or any, just whatever that really kind of was the pivotal in you moving forward? Uh, um, hmm. So what comes to mind really is um, don't underestimate the power of your mind and the power of what you're thinking. And it's so ironic for me because being a therapist and, and, you know, providing counseling in just so many different settings with um, just about every every population, you know, I'm a certified addictions counselor, I've worked with adolescents and adults and mental health and just a lot of different settings. And, and so I've always taught, you know, about being aware, like the cognitive behavioral component, being aware of, of your negative self-talk and working on changing those things. And so it's, it was nothing that I wasn't aware of, or it was no new news to me. Um, but I, I cannot, I guess I, I can't stress enough that there's more to it than that. And it's not just about stopping, not, not beating yourself up in your head. Um, it's about opening up the possibilities that how and what you think can bring into your life. And, and when I say that I wasn't a dreamer before and I didn't allow that, that also means that I didn't really use my imagination at all. Mm. And, and so part of that was a good thing because I didn't use my imagination and worry really about things yeah. um, where I wasn't anxiety driven um, where I'm thinking, what if, what if, what if, mm. um, but I also didn't use my imagination to think about my life as anything different than what it was. Mm. And it wasn't until I opened up my mind and allowed myself to imagine myself differently, to imagine my life different, that everything else started to fall into place. 
And mm -hmm. so the one thing that I would just always stress is don't underestimate the power that you hold in your own mind. Mm. It, it is, it is absolutely unfathomably amazing and where you can go and what you can do by opening up the way that you think, how you think about things, what you're thinking and using that power. My sky's the limit. <laughs> yep. Sky's the limit. <laughs> I love that. So everybody needs to go and just like open up their inner child and their, and their imagination and let themselves really just, you know, I love coloring. And oh, I feel like when I do that, right, it just made me think of that, right? Because imagination kind of comes up because I'm thinking of yeah. like, what do I want to color this bear's head? Like, I mean, whatever, you know, and it, it's like, yeah, I find when I tap into the, that, then my mind can open up. So I love that. Just letting yourself imagine possibilities differently. Thank you so much, Barb. That is beautiful. Um, before we wrap up, I would love for you to let us know how we can find you. Where can we find you um, on social media? If anybody wants to pop into your world, say hello, all that good yeah. stuff. Where can we find the lovely Barb? Yeah, absolutely. So you can find me two different ways on Facebook. You can um, head over to my business, business page, which is Complete Mind Renewal. Um, or you can find me as Barb AG Brass on Facebook. Um, you can find me as Barb Happy Hair over on Instagram. And those are great places to connect with me. I would love to, yeah, I would love to connect with anyone. I would love to answer any questions. This is always so hard, right? I'm such an interactive person that, yeah, I'm like, if somebody doesn't get that, just tell me, cause I'll, I'll restate it. I don't always make sense the first time. So, um, yeah. So I would love to connect with anybody that way. Thank you for asking. Absolutely. And we'll put your information with some links to your pages in the show notes as well. So we will make sure I will make sure people get to you because I have loved being a part of your community and just seeing what you're doing and getting inspired by you. So I know other people will do the same. Um, so I will absolutely put that in there. And I just want to thank you so much for being here and diving into this conversation and kind of getting into the nitty gritty of life's transitions and obstacles and all of that and sharing your story too, because I mean, that is, you know, it's like when we share little bits and pieces of us, it's like, it makes the world go round. Right. And we all feel a little bit more seen and a little bit more heard. So as always to everybody who is listening, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you endlessly. And you know that I love just jamming on all these topics and just connecting with all of you. So don't forget that if you have not yet, or you're new to the show to make sure that you subscribe and follow no matter what platform you are on that way you can get the weekly show updates when they come on and I just love hearing from you so anytime you want to reach out and say hello I am always here um and just as always thank you so much for being here and don't forget as Barb said to open up that imagination and really allow yourself to feel good in your skin and know that that next little nudge moving you forward is probably the exact thing that you need <laughs>